0: When we celebrate, we celebrate getting the Torah, the more we understand about how much we already received, the more we understand about how much there is included in the Torah, how vast, how deep, how magnificent the Torah is, the more we can appreciate and thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu giving the Torah to us and therefore I feel the appropriate way to ready ourselves for Kabbalah's Torah tomorrow is to try and understand a little bit about how much is really included in the Torah there's a safe of the Ramchal not so well known called Derach Etzachayim and in that sefer, the Ramkhal writes, that creates two things parallel to each other. He creates the Torah and He creates the Neshama of Gal Yisrael as the recipient for the Torah. One was created to supplement the other one. One was created to accept the other one. And therefore, at HaRasinah, we got two different gifts simultaneously. We got the gift of the Torah. But we were also given an Ashamah, which is that spiritual level, dimension, that Klai Yisrael have and need to have in order to be able to receive and understand Torah. And really, we say this, and the davening when we put them both together. Baruch elekeinu shebra'onu lichvoidei. We thank Hashem for creating us and entrusting us the divine mission of bringing Kvachimayim to the world. V'nason la noterah semis vechayi oylem nata beseycheinu. He gives us the Torah. And simultaneously, He implants within us chayi oylem. The neshama. The neshama, the spiritual element of a person which lives forever. Because in order to receive Torah, a person has to have a neshama. Which enables him to receive Torah. And therefore, if we analyze and look to understand the neshama of a person, then, by Ezra Hashem, we can understand how it's perfectly suited to makabul Torah. The human being, this is well known, has five senses sense of vision, sense of hearing, sense of smell, the sense of taste, the sense of touch. Out of those five, one of them is totally physical. That's the sense of touch. The rabbi writes that it's a and something which is only of only physical value, which is why. It's sensed anywhere on the skin of the body. The other four senses, all four of them, are located in the head. Sense of hearing in the ears, sense of vision in the eyes, sense of smell in one's nose, and the sense of taste in one's mouth. And these four senses all have a spiritual counterpart. Of course, they're used for physical things. The physical senses are the way we understand, or connect to the world around us. So each of these four, let's call them head-based senses, have their spiritual counterpart too. And it's one these, with these four spiritual levels of sense we're going to learn about, that gives the person the ability to accept and understand terror. So if there are four senses, there have to be a corresponding four levels of Torah, which we know that there are. We talk about the level of Pshat, we talk about the level of Remez, we talk about the level of Drush, and we talk about the level of Set. We have to explain those four levels. What does each one mean, and where are they in the Torah? Then once we've done that, then we have to see how is the person meant to understand and learn these four levels. And the answer is with the four spiritual senses that a person has. So let's understand the four levels of Torah. Let's understand the four senses a person has. And how Qadosh Baruch Hu gave him those senses to enable him to understand and learn the Torah. So let's start with the first one. The first of these sentences is called Pshat. What does pshat mean? Really if you look at the Lush HaKodesh of the letters Peshintes which make up the word Pshat, they spell a verb in Hebrew. Pashat. Poshat. Which comes in the Torah. It says Pashat as of, he takes off his clothing. Pashat is to remove an outside layer of something. When there's an external layer, an outside layer, it's something which can be removed, we can say a pashat. And if that's the case, when we talk about the level of pshat in Torah, what we're referring to is, let's say, the outside, the most superficial layer of Torah. And what's that outside superficial layer of Torah? That's the Torah which relates to this world. This world is a physical world. This world is a world of external things that we can see. But the Torah applies to that world. The Torah tells us how to use those objects, how to relate to them, what's allowed and what's forbidden. And therefore, the Torah that relates to the world of Pshat is the Torah which relates to the physical things around us. Let's give it another name. It's what we call the world of Halacha. What are we meant to do? What actions? How are we meant to relate to the objects around us? That's all the domain of Halacha, And it's a very vast world and all the literature which has been written on it, and all the Tshuva is all an extension of the Torah, of the world of Pshat, the Torah of Pshat. The Torah that applies to what Hashem expects us to do. And the Torah of Pshat has its way of learning. And this relates to the sense which corresponds to this Torah. And the sense which corresponds to the Torah of Pshat is the sense of sight the sense of vision on a simple level items that a person can see physical objects need vision some which doesn't have physical shape, matter, space characteristics you can't see (coughs) even though we know they exist for example, sound waves if you're hearing me speak, you know that they sound works. But they don't have physical characteristics that you can be seen. And therefore, the field of vision only applies to physical objects. The field of halacha, likewise, only applies to physical objects. What in Makneterra involved the sense of sight? So we know. The passage says clearly. The positive says clearly. They saw the Aisha they They saw the fire burning at all the, 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 the very heavens. They saw the lightning. They saw Arsenae trembling. They saw the Debris emerging from Hashem's mouth in letters of fire, emblazoned across the sky, like the Targumianism tells us. The word Hashem said crystallized into letters that they could see. That's what all part of a Yisrael saw. Now why is that the tool for Pshat? So firstly, in order to apply Allah, a person has to see how it applies. You can't understand Hilkha without watching the animal being shakted. You won't understand Hilch's Trafes without seeing for yourself what it's referring to. Or without looking how you the Pesach. The world of Halachah is the world of vision. One has to see, and based on what he sees, he can understand how the passed it. Like the Gemara says a number of times. Ain the Dayan, elo Masha, of Rose. A judge can only on what he can see. But that's the physical vision. That's the physical vision which is involved in halacha. Ability to see. What's the chilek of the Torah? Which is needed for pshat. And what's the spiritual vision? And the answer is that what a person needs in order to be mekabel halacha what a person needs in order to accept mitzvahs to do, what's going to bring a person to accept that is Yerushimayn. Fear of Hashem. Fear Hashem and keep his mitzvahs. What's going to cause people to accept the world of Torah of Pshat? What's going to cause people to accept halacha, Yiras Shemayim? And I look at an interesting thing, Rabbi said. The Hebrew word for seeing, reya, is exactly the same letters as yira. To, to be yera, yira, yara, see, be seen, fear is all the same letters. It's all the same word. Spiritual sight is to see Yerushalayim, and that's what Klal gained from what they saw at Sinai. Vayar The people saw and they trembled. And the Klai came to Moshe and they said, "What What we saw? How Hashem speaks. We don't. We can't do more." You speak, you speak to us in the name of Hashem. And Hashem's response, If only they would fear me always like did today. Me the What sight in spiritual terms brings to Yerusha May. To accept halacha. To learn pshat. Needs Yirashimaim. And that's the first requirement for a Posek. Before he we goes we to learn of the Sugya, to weigh up the arguments for or against, to decide what the final Psak has to be, the first requirement Yirashimaim. That's the way a person can accept halacha. That's the way a person relates to the Torah of Pshat. The Torah of what the Torah speaks to this world and is a person. And the more a person can see that, the more clear that Yerishimayam is. Hain Hashem is Ves Isha Hashem to us. That's the first level of Torah. It's the world, the sea of halacha. It just increases and increases. As more and more cases are brought to it, more and more swarim are written. That's only one of the four aspects of Torah, the chat. Now we come to the second aspect of Torah the aspect of Drush. People make it with the mistake of thinking that the aspect of Drush is public speaking, giving Drushes. And it's not. <coughs> I'm not sure which Halek of Torah that is. That's not what Drush means. If you look in the Torah itself, where do we have this word Drush? Torash, Torash, Moshe. Or the pasuk in the Nach. Mo Hashem What does Hashem expect from you? Want from you? Look to find in you. The Torah is doiresh from a person. The Torah expects a person to grow. The Torah expects a person to internalize its message and change himself. And this is the second dimension of Torah. Not the Torah which relates to the physical world around us. The Torah relates to the person. the Sefer toldo The Sefer which talks to man. The Torah which makes expectations of the person. And pulls him to change. And pulls him to grow. And that's the second level of Torah that we received. When we're talking about the Midrash of Chazah. It's the lessons Chazal sought to learn from the Torah. Musa. Makhshava. That Qayduq of Torah. The Torah speaks to the person. And how can I grow from this? And what lesson am I meant to learn from this? And how is this going to bring me to a higher level? And the whole Torah can be seen in terms of the Torah of Drush. Of the Torah's expectations. Not just the mitzvahs, but we can see in the mitzvahs the way we meant to act. In the stories of the Torah too. We have a character called Abraham Look how he acted and look how he grew. An expectation from you, are you following in some way in the footsteps of Abraham of And we have the Rishayim of the Torah as well. The Bilam and the Lavan and the Korach. And we are being shown. How a person can sink. How a person can fall. And the expectation from you. Don't be another Korach. Don't follow in the paths of Bilam Or Pari, or Lavan. This is the second element of Torah. The Torah which speaks to a person and tells them to grow. And what aspect of a person's spiritual sense does he need in order to relate to this Torah to grow? This is the sense of hearing. Where was there a sense of hearing at Har Sinai? It's Pashat. Besides for the thunder, besides for the shayfar, The heard Hashem speak. Why does the sense of hearing relate to the ability to grow how does a person hear? when a person sees he sees everything in front of him he has a kaleidoscope vision you can see everything all at the same time and everything all at the same time contributes to its beauty, to its harmony I can see mountains and rivers and forests and sky It's it all together and it all contributes. But when it comes to hearing, a person can never hear like that. A person can hear one syllable, and then another syllable, and then a third. And together he can connect them to make up a word. And another word, and another word, and together they connect to make a sentence. And a few more sentences, and together they form an idea in a person's mind. But if you would hear all the sounds simultaneously, you wouldn't hear anything. You wouldn't hear anything. As opposed to vision, where I've taken everything at once. Hearing has to be a process of one sound, then another, then another. One word, then another. That a person can build on them. To understand point by point by point. The word for Hebrew, for hearing, shmir, shama, we find at another time in the also, Vayishama shol es'om. Shol gathered the people. Why is it called gathering? Just like the hearing takes one point, then another, then another, and puts them together to develop. The idea of gathering an army when there wasn't one before was the same idea. As collecting people one at a time to put them together to make up something bigger, and that spiritual process is our purpose to grow. step the better time, when he takes from the Torah and understands and internalizes, and now another point and understands that and internalizes that. You can't accept all the Midas at once. A person isn't going to be perfect in a day. If you would if you would see everything at the same time, it wouldn't work. It has to be that a person learns a certain point, relates to it, internalizes it, develops to reach it, and then he sees another point. And therefore the process of growth that the Torah gives, a step-by-step, ladder, rung-by-rung towards greatness, that's the Shmir. That a person can hear what the Torah is telling him. The message being given to him, internalize it, and then you'll hear the next one. The Tanakh also uses the word in the context of understanding. For example, it says that the messengers of King Chiskiah said to Rav Shakei, it says, speak to us in your language. It doesn't mean we're listening, it means we're understanding. And this is really the level of growth. When the Torah speaks to a person, and the person understands, he puts the next point together, and he understands the next step required of him, where he's meant to grow from now, where he's meant to go from now, then that's the spiritual khush of hearing. And that's how a person understands the Torah's expectation. And the expectation grows too, as the person grows and develops, so the Torah expects more, expects the next step. That's the second of the four senses. And now we come to Remes. Ramez literally means a hint. What's hinted to in the Torah? When the Torah talks to us, the Torah tells us what it wants. What's the hint in the Torah? So we know there's a third element of Torah as well. There's an the element of Torah that everything in the Briya is alluded to in the Torah. The Torah isn't just the blueprint of the original creation, the Torah is also the blueprint of every incident in history. Every event, every human being, it's all written in the Torah. The Vilna claimed that each century is another parasha in the Torah and all the events of that century will be written in that parsha. He gave us the key to know which parasha we're in. The Ramban claimed that the whole Torah is repeated in Pasha parasha Zazino, and every incident of every human being is written there as well. And when we look at the Torah, we don't see that. We see the event the Torah is speaking about. It's not written clearly the events of every subsequent year, of every individual person. Where is it in the Torah? And the answer is, it is in the Torah. Because one has to see where the hint is. Whether it's the Rashi Tevis, whether it's the Gematria, whether it's a different way of sequencing the letters. But like the Zara says, Less midi baraisa. There is nothing which isn't remizah, which isn't hinted to in the Torah. The Khidah writes that in the future, the Torah we will learn is Hashem will show us how every single event of history, every single incident in our own lives is written in the Torah. It will show us how to see what's written. That's in the future. That's in the future where we will be showing all of this. But right now it's remizah barayseh. It's alluded to in the Torah. It's hinted to in the Torah. And if it's hinted to in the Torah, then then the way of learning Remez is to be able to understand those hints. What's being shown? What's the Torah telling us? And what's the Khush, which one needs for that? It's not seeing. One can't necessarily see this. It's not even hearing. This brings us to our third sense, the sense of the reich, the sense of smell. Smell is different to the other senses in that there's no direct connection between the object which is the sense is focusing on and its result. For example, when a person's looking at something, he can see the object he's looking at. When a person's hearing something, he can trace the sound waves back to where they're emanating from and they're going from the mouth of the speaker to the ear of the listener. But when it comes to smell, there's another concept. And that is what the halacha calls Re'ach la'ika. It could be the source of the smell is no longer here, but the smell lingers in the air. And therefore, one can pick up the fragrance of something, the scent of something, without being able to identify, to locate clearly what the source of that fragrance is. It's not like a direct wave, so to speak. Therefore, the sense of reyach is the ability to discern something without being able to pinpoint (coughs) the source of that reach. And this can help a person. For example, in the case of a fire, we're talking about the physical sense of smell. So if a person can see the fire, we can hear the fire, so he has to be, he'll be aware of it because it's evident in front of him. But sometimes a person smells smoke, and he knows there must be a fire somewhere. You can't yet find it, but he knows it's there, he'll go and look for it. That's in the physical sense what Reach does. And what's the spiritual sense of Reach? The spiritual sense of Reach is the ability, so to speak, to pick up the remes of the terror. What the Torah is telling us to do in a certain circumstance. How the Torah is predicting what's going to happen. Now it's one thing to be able to find the illusions after the event has happened. We know what we're looking for. Even then we don't really have the tools to know where to do it. That's one minor. There's a second minor and that is to be able to foretell. To be able to understand in advance what the Torah is telling us to do. And this needs a special chush. A special sense. the spiritual rayach. And that's what we call luach hakoydish. Just like the rayach depends on the ruach, which means the air, so to speak. The wind which carries the smell. So there's a spiritual sense of ruach. It's ruach hakoydish. Ruach hakoydish is not nevuah. It's not like Hashem is speaking to somebody and telling them what to do, it comes from a certain awareness. A sense, so to speak, if there is a spiritual sense, of being able to discern what a person is meant to do. And it's sourced in the Torah. A person might not be able to be able to point out an exact reference. We're talking about a Godel who makes a decision. He might not be able to show you chapter and verse, because it's not written before in the first But the sense is there. The scent is there. The reyach of Torah is the ability to be able to smell, so to speak, to pick up the hints, to learn from the Torah what a person is meant to be doing or what people, Klai Yisrael, are meant to be doing in any circumstance without it being written clearly. This is the element of the remes. Of the hint in Torah and for that a person is a spiritual sense of Ruach HaKodesh a spiritual sense of understanding the ability to pick up the remnants that the Torah is conveying and lastly we get to the level of the sod now sod is a strange name it means secret and the question is, why is it called a secret? Anything that a person doesn't know is a secret. Whether it's a or whether it's a nistar. So something I don't know is a secret to me. It could be a nigli too. And something I do know, well that I know, why is it a secret? So what's the level of side of Torah? side of Torah is the Torah of Shemaim, The Torah of the spiritual world. The Torah which talks about the world of Malachim, the world of the Kisir HaKaud, how Kaddish Baruchah runs this world, the world of this future reward and punishment, And it's written in the Torah as well. The same stories we see in the Torah which apply to physical people and physical events are interpreted to talk about spiritual realities and spiritual concepts. The same mitzvahs of the Torah which apply to us in physical instruction Apply to deep spiritual concepts as well. What's the way? What's the way to relate, to learn the Sod of Torah? The secret of Torah? And why is it called the secret? The Gemara says in Chagigah, when it comes to my Samir Kava, understanding how Hashem runs His world, one can't teach even a single individual, a student, single student, Hello, so how is the student meant to learn? How is the student meant to learn? So the Mishnah says that one can Magali Rashe Prokim and the student has to understand on his own. And how is he meant to understand if it is not explained? And why can't it be explained? is the idea of the Sod of Torah as opposed to things which a person has a connection to because he's seen them because he's heard them because he's aware of the concept and therefore can apply them and use them and explain them when it comes to sides we're talking about the reality we have no physical awareness of and if that's the case how is a person meant to understand and the answer is with his nishama. that's what we said at the beginning When Hashem gave us the Torah, He gave us together with that. Then the Shama which is able to understand. And one can portray a picture which is Rashi prakim, Give over an idea, a concept from the outside. And if the student takes the marshal and thinks about it, internalizes it, then there will be the stage where his Neshama connects to it. And then he understands but that need, that level of connection between the person's nishama, which is a spiritual thing. So the concept is trying to come to work on to be able to understand the spiritual dimension. That's something a person will only be able to do by himself. I can convey words which can convey that concept on the outside. The depth, the real understanding has to come from the nishama. And that's why it's always a soid it's always a side because the level of understanding can never be conveyed and that applies to the khush of taste taste is something inside a person you can't taste what I'm tasting we can both see the same thing, we can both hear the same thing we can taste different things which maybe have the same flavor we can't taste the same thing. It's a khush within the person. We spoke about where all the senses were by Matan What Klai Israel saw, what Klai Yisrael heard, what did Klai Yisrael smell. The Midrash says, Every dibur that Hashem spoke, Nismalei kol haolem reach b'somin. Every word that Hashem said, the world was full with this fragrance of spice, of incense. That wasn't what Hashem said. That was the Rames. what they smelled, that was the surrounding, that there was a Debut. What they heard was directly what Hashem said. But the Rames was something else. But they were aware that Hashem spoke, spoke because they could smell, so to speak, the fragrance. And where was the time? Where was the taste? The Passock in Shah which says, Hashem should kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. That was where Hashem, so to speak, spoke to each individual on his own. The taste that he tasted was unique to him, because that was a connection to the Neshama. Just like the Neshama comes from Hashem's mouth, Hashem blows in me from his mouth, the Neshama. So the Torah which connects to that Nishama is also in the mouth. And this is what we call the level of time-made Torah. The, the taste, so to speak, of Torah. It's the internal connection to understanding a different, deeper, more spiritual connection to Torah. That's the sight, That's the Chush of the time. And therefore, the Shvos, He gives us the Torah, a multifaceted faceted Torah, the Torah of Halacha, the Torah of Pshat, the Torah of the growth path for humanity, the Torah of Drush, the Torah which encapsulates the entire history, everyone knows where to read it, the Torah of Ramaz, and the Torah of the spiritual oil, the Torah of the spiritual world, the Torah of time, the Torah of sight, and at the same time, HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates within the person the ability to connect to all four. The year the ability to understand and to grow. Ruach HaKadosh. And the Hashem's ability to connect to the site, to the time of Torah. And therefore, to finish where we began, when we come to Shavuos, we have to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the tremendous gift He gave us And the more we understand how tremendous the gift is, both the Torah which Hashem gave us and the Neshama which Hashem gave us to use to understand that Torah, then we're able to make the most of Kabbalah's Torah as well.